Hello, I'm Philippe Charles, and I want to take this moment to introduce you all to a brand new podcast called Reclaimed Personas. We'll call this episode zero. So what is Reclaimed Personas? Okay, it's an exploration into the journeys of Black professionals building personal brands, specifically in digital spaces. So each episode, I'll talk with a different Black professional, learn about their identity, their experiences, and how those sort of shaped their online digital persona. So in this episode, episode zero, I essentially want to give you the why behind this project and give you a little bit of the background information that led me to creating this podcast series. So first, a little bit about me. I have worked in media and marketing communications for over 15 years. And most recently, I earned my master's in digital communication at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And this series is actually launching out of my master's thesis. So for my thesis project, I chose to focus on personal branding for black professionals. And my approach was to look at three areas of academic research. I looked at research around personal branding, research around the black professional experience, and research around online identity and impression management. So I'm gonna break that down for you real quick so you can get an idea of some of the things that shaped my thinking on this topic and helped me think through this idea for this podcast series. So let's start with personal branding. It's a term that was coined by Tom Peters in his Fast Company article, The Brand Called You. This is back in 1997. And since then, there's been a ton of resources from books to seminars to videos trying to help people build their personal brand. And the academic community, too, has been really interested in personal branding, especially more recently. So everywhere from economics to marketing to sociology, psychology fields, and many of the academics that talk about personal branding cite a sociologist named Irving Goffman and his dramaturgical perspective. So in his 1959 book, The Presentation of Self in Everyday Life, he introduces this idea of impression management, and he uses a theatrical play as a metaphor. So he says there are front stage activities that we want an audience to see when we're trying to showcase our ideal self. But there are also backstage activities that may support the narrative, but we don't want the audience to see those. And that negotiation of presented information, that is impression management. Now, something that was also interesting in the academic research that I found was some of the criticism of this wave of personal branding self-help resources. So essentially, the criticism is that these resources don't really embrace individual identity. And one in particular, a group out of the University of Utah, they said that personal branding literature ignores race, class, and age, and perpetuates gender stereotypes. And while that paper was almost 20 years old, I have to say that in my own explorations of both academic and industry literature, I was hard pressed to find examples of authors really delving into identity differences, specifically racial identity differences, and even more specifically, black identity differences. And for me, you can't really dive into personal branding without understanding the identity and experiences of the people who will be doing the personal branding, because personal branding is in the end, an expression of your own identity and an expression of self. And so I also wanted to look into the black professional experience. When thinking about the black professional experience, you have to think about navigating blackness in white spaces. So let's go back to Goffman's work. He said that there is something called the interaction order, which is essentially a set of expectations and norms that shape social interactions. 
And there's a researcher named Dr. Michael Rosino who said, yes, there is an interaction order and it is white dominated. It is racialized. It shapes and sets the norms around what we expect black people to be and who we say that they are. And it also attempts to preserve whiteness in social spaces. And it does this through this history of violence and domination and humiliation wielded upon black people. And you can see similar ideas throughout the research, especially when talking about workplace dynamics. So there's a guy, Julian Hasford, he talks about the fact that dominant cultural narratives shape workplace interactions and perpetuate negative characterizations of black people as scary or being an underachiever or a minstrel. And then you have Ferguson and Doherty, who are from the University of Missouri, and they wrote a paper called The Paradox of the Black Professional, Whitewashing Blackness Through Professionalism. And in it, they talk about the double bind that black professionals often face because whiteness is often equated to professionalism. So how are you as a black person ever going to achieve this idea of professionalism when even if you wanted to, you will never be white. So you can't not look at the individual experiences of black people in professional settings when you're talking about personal branding for these groups. And then finally, the last area of this trifecta of literature was online identity and impression management. So there's this idea in personal branding that you should craft a single consistent identity and it should be authentic. But Goffman says that we often present different identity presentations for different audiences. And he even says that when those delineations between audiences are not clear, then we can have multiple audiences in one space. And when that happens, it could create confusion for the audience and tension for the performer. You have Researchers like Marwick and Boyd, they talk about this idea as context collapse, where all these multiple audiences flatten into one. And they say that in networked environments, think like social media, this happens, right? All of our audiences are in one space. And so what happens? Well, people have to imagine who their audience is, and they might be driven to sort of censor or think of the lowest common denominator, which is this idea that people think about the groups that are going to be the most offended or perhaps whose opinion maybe matters the most, and they tailor their messaging to those audiences in order to not receive backlash now or in the future. So what if you're black? Well, the research shows that there's another layer of complexity and intensity. Racial conversations are already rampant in these digital spaces. And going back to Michael Rosino, he says that whiteness in these spaces is often equated to citizenship and blackness is often equated to criminality. And research also shows that when online, black people are more likely to think about their race than their white counterparts, and that racial minorities in general, when online, are more likely to display their racial identity, participate in racial conversations, and be emotionally affected by those conversations. So now when you think of this idea of context collapse and all of these audiences being in one place, black people may be navigating this delicate balance of having to modify and censor their online presence to appeal to dominant culture while also trying to align with their in-group identity. And so these three areas of academic research really helped to shape my thinking on this concept of personal branding for black professionals in digital spaces. But I wanted to bring these ideas even closer together because truth be told, there wasn't actually a lot of examples of literature that existed where these areas overlapped. 
So I wanted to look more at the personal branding process and hold that up to the black professional experience. So when you break down the process of personal branding, you start with inputs. So essentially you take stock of the areas of value that you have that might differentiate you from a competitor. Things like cultural capital, knowledge, skills, education, and social capital, the power of your social networks. And you figure out how you're going to present those things. And then you present them. That is the brand positioning part of personal branding. And then finally, you have some sort of output. So there can be extrinsic outputs like monetary gains or professional advancement, or there can be intrinsic outputs like motivation and self-realization. And you figure out what worked, and then you pour that back into your inputs, and it creates a cycle. But when you hold the personal branding process up to the Black professional experience, disadvantages reveal themselves. So let's start with social and cultural capital. There's actually research that says that accessing and activating these forms of capital are actually more challenging for Black people. And the value of cultural capital is determined by dominant cultures. So Black cultural capital may not be seen as valuable in comparison to white cultural capital. And then Black social networks tend to be smaller and have less high status members. Then let's look at self-presentation. Personal brands are supposed to convey trust and competence. Meanwhile, stereotypes that follow Black people say that they're lazy, unintelligent, unreliable. Personal brands are supposed to be positive and pleasing, but stereotypes that follow Black people say that they're violent and hostile. You're supposed to show an acceptable appearance and speech. And yet there are studies that look at different physical and cultural representations of blackness, everything from names, skin tone, hair, verbal communication. And often these very things are seen as unprofessional and they negatively impact black workers in their professional journeys. And then personal brands are supposed to be authentic. And yet Black professionals report a pressure to perform in inauthentic ways in order to assimilate and to showcase their own competence and disassociate with these negative stereotypes. And they often do this through what ends up being code switching behavior, which is essentially diluting their own culture, diluting their own identity to make it more palatable for dominant audiences. And then consider this. There are some studies that have found that when Black people engage in self-promotion, it's actually reviewed negatively, and in some cases makes white audiences feel uncomfortable. Now let's talk about outputs. There's nothing to say that black professionals can't also gain some of the same professional outcomes that other groups can through personal branding. But the question becomes to what degree and at what cost? Because when rooted in assimilation, the research shows that there's a psychological cost for black people. A 2016 report from Catalyst.org said that this is an emotional tax and it affects productivity and also health. And then when you consider the fact that personal branding is a cycle, it stands to reason that those who are better equipped to optimize each part of the process will gain advantage over time. So this is the research that sort of shaped my thinking behind this project. And I came out of it with two main ideas. One, a one-size-fits-all approach to personal branding is simply insufficient. And two, identity differences, like race, must be considered in how we research, teach, and celebrate personal branding. So that's what I want to do with Reclaimed Personas. I want to celebrate Black professionals building dynamic personal brands online. 
And I hope you'll join me for the ride. The first episode comes out in January of 2024. And you can learn more about it by following me on my social channels. You can find me in most places at Philippe is here. And when you go there, you might notice that I don't have a lot of followers. It's not because I have a bad personal brand. Okay, it's partially because I have a bad personal brand, but really it's because I just launched these channels in preparation for the launch of Reclaimed Persona. So please come follow me. Please come and give a listen to Reclaimed Personas. There'll be more out soon. Thank you so much. My voice is-